You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Sometimes when you're in the midst of trying to save a marriage, one of the biggest things that you're battling is being surrounded by negativity. You, you already have the crisis of the marriage, uh, and generally, when we're in the middle of a crisis, we're surrounded already by the negative elements of that crisis, right? We don't have a crisis of being in a great mood. We have a crisis of, of play, being a place of negativity. Many people want to leave their marriage because of what they sense as the repeated negativity that comes out in the relationship. Somehow, that negativity begins to be the way that captures everyone around the crisis, You might be experiencing negativity from your spouse. In fact, I would almost guarantee that you're experiencing some negativity from your spouse, at least while you're beginning to work to rebuild the relationship. But you may also experience negativity from other people. And then the worst source, at least in terms of working on the relationship, is the negativity that you probably experience from yourself. The places of self-doubt, the places where you beat yourself up for what you should have done differently, the places where you play the woulda, coulda, shoulda of the past and, and replay those events and the fights and the arguments and how you might have tried uh, to, to save the relationship in ways that ended up putting it even more at risk. And in the process, you find yourself surrounded by the negativity, a spouse who's telling you there's no way this marriage can be saved and that there's no way they can imagine staying in the marriage and other people telling you, you need to get out. You just need to give up on this. So today I want to talk a little bit about why that negativity comes around, what it's really about. And then I want to talk about some of the reactions you might have from that. And then I want to talk some about how you might choose a response rather than allowing yourself to simply have that reaction. So first, some of the reasons for that negativity. The first one that I would point to is the fears and protection level. Fears and protection are the places both within you, your spouse, and others around you that have fears about where do you go from here. Let's be very clear that in our culture, there are very few uh, examples that you can point to of people who have recovered their marriage, not because it hasn't happened, but because people don't talk about it. People don't parade the fact that their marriage was in trouble, at least very often. They don't parade around the fact that their marriage was in trouble, and now they want to um, find a way of, uh, of living through that, right? And, and so they're not going to be talking about the fact that they have a tough relationship. They don't want to talk about the fact that there are, is a difficult level in their relationship that they're now working through. The fact is, though, that 100% of relationships have trouble. Somewhere in our culture, somewhere about 50% figure out how to get beyond that, right? So, but 100% are going to have times when the relationship is tough. That's just the facts. And so when we look at that, when we recognize that everybody has a difficult time in their relationship, and we realize that about half of the people find a way through it, we realize that we're not hearing the stories about the struggles. And so we have some fears and, and natural places of protection because we don't have those good examples. My guess is if you came out of a family that struggled, where your parents struggle with their marriage, 
they didn't tell you about the struggles. They probably tried to protect you from the struggles. And if you've had friends who've gone through it, many times those struggles are behind the bedroom doors. They're, they're kept quiet, kept away from the public eye as they work through them. And so some people don't recognize. They have fears that there's no path back from the difficulties. And they don't want to see you hurting. And a spouse doesn't want to hurt. And so a spouse can be in protection mode, and you and your friends might be in protection mode trying to stay away from the pain and the hurt of that. And so the big, one of the big reasons that people have this negativity about the possibility of a marriage being saved is simply out of fears. They don't know how it could happen that you could get back to a good place, and they want to be protective. Many times as I watch as somebody struggles to save their relationship and all they're hearing from the people around them is it's not possible, don't do it, give up, walk away, it's that they, the, their friends, their, their loved ones don't want to see them hurting anymore. And, and so they imagine that if they give up and walk away, the pain goes away. In reality, that's not what does it. What really causes us to find relief, to find a better place, is to work through those difficulties, to find a better path for the relationship. But we don't know about that. People don't know that path. And so think about the fact that those loved ones around you, and even yourself, want the better for you, want, want you to feel better. And so one easy way, because they don't know that there's another path, is just to, to see that there's no way back. Your spouse might be playing in their own fears of, what if I give it another chance? What if I try again and I can't make it further forward? What if I try again, I step back into this and I allow myself to be back open to the possibility only to have it happen again? So we have these fears and, and protection levels that swirl around us. The second area is anger and resentment. This is more from where the spouse might be, right? Your spouse might have anger and resentment. And and by the way, you might also have anger and resentment over the expectations of what you thought the marriage would be that haven't been. And so a lot of the negativity is because of the hurt. It's because of, of that place. Remember that anger and resentment always evolve out of hurt. And so if you and your spouse have experienced hurt, have hurt each other, and by the way, I would give you a guarantee that that's the case, then you probably are feeling some of that anger and resentment. And as that anger and resentment kind of bubbles around, it creates a negativity in the relationship that can keep you frozen. The final place that that negativity comes from is that a paradigm is stuck. I kind of think of negativity as being almost a virus. It's contagious, right? And so if your spouse has given up, if your spouse doesn't see a way around it, that negativity can easily become a virus that you can catch. And so you might start with a hopeful attitude, but as it goes on, you may lose your hope and you may catch the virus of negativity because your paradigm is stuck. You simply don't know the way forward. I've been doing this now for coming up on three decades to know that one of the biggest roadblocks is the stuck paradigm that people just don't know, A, what a marriage could and should be, and B, the fact that a a marriage, even in the difficult times, has the capacity of getting to a better place, or C, how to get to that better place. There's no, no model for that, no roadmap that they know for that. 
Most people are not real good at this marriage thing and certainly not real good at the marriage recovery thing because our culture doesn't give a rule book. Our culture didn't say, here's what happens when you get married. Here's how you build a great relationship. Instead, we have a nice little ceremony that costs a lot of money and people pat us on the back, give us a hug and send us on our way to go figure it out as we battle it through. And so our paradigms are pretty limited, both in how to carry out a marriage and how to fix it when it's in trouble. In fact, a lot of people have a really stuck paradigm that says that if the marriage is having trouble, it must be wrong. There's a chance that that paradigm itself is the biggest problem we have. Because then when things get difficult, we think, oh, that's proof that this shouldn't be happening, that this shouldn't be a relationship that we continue. And interestingly enough, it's one of the rare places where we apply that particular paradigm. If you want to get better at something, you go through a struggle to get there. Nobody says, you know, if I was supposed to be able to get strong, it wouldn't be such a struggle. I haven't seen anybody go to the gym successfully and decide to look at a barbell and say, you know what, I really shouldn't have to pick up much. It shouldn't be a struggle to get stronger. It should just happen. We have a paradigm in a lot of life that the reality is, if you put in the effort through the difficult times, you get something out of it. But you gotta put in the effort in the difficult times. Our paradigms are often stuck, and that leads to that negativity. So we have this, this place where we're, we're caught by, because of fear and, and a protection level by anger and resentment that sees around underneath, and then the fact that we don't have a new paradigm to move into, and it creates some reactions. And these are reactions that you might have, that your spouse might have. The first one is to give up. And the give up part, that first reaction just to give up, is, is just to give in to the negativity. Just to give up and say, you know what, it's easier for me to go on my way. Now let me be very clear that there is no chance that every marriage is going to be saved. In fact, I, I never have believed that I could ever get to 100% of marriages saved. But I do know that lots more marriages can be saved than are saved. And the first thing we have to get beyond is the initial place of feeling like giving up. And if I would take it one step further, it's okay to feel like giving up. But I always draw that as being different than deciding to give up. And so the reaction is in feeling like giving up. The reaction is in feeling like, I, you know, I, I've, I've got to give up. This is too tiring. It's too hard. It's, it's too scary. And so I give up. The second reaction, which is no more helpful, is to get angry at uh, other people's negativity, maybe even angry at yourself for the negativity, to really get upset about that and react to that. And when we react with anger, it comes off as a push away. So your spouse is, is feeling negativity and is expressing that. And if you react with anger, Instead of it, it being a place of connection that's possible with your spouse, it's a push away to your spouse. And so your spouse goes, see, this is why I feel this way. It reinforces their negativity. And the third way that we often react, that people react, is with depression. People kind of get hopeless. And so the negativity then moves into a new level. The new level is, is hopelessness. Where it was a negative, I just don't know, I don't see how this could happen. I don't know how we could rebuild. I don't know how to move forward. 
begins to be a hopeless, there's no way to move forward. Now, notice that there's a shift there, and it's a subtle shift, but it's a very clear shift. I've seen it so many times. People will start with a spouse saying, you know, I just, I don't know how we could rebuild this. And a spouse will hear that as there's no way for it to happen, rather than hearing it as, I do not see the way to do it. I do not see a path through this. And what a spouse is saying in that, I don't know how to do that, I don't know how we could do that. They're talking about a negativity, but it's met with a hopelessness where the person says, well, we can't, you know, we give up. And so I've seen conversations quickly devolve into a spouse saying, you know, I don't feel the love. I don't know what to do. I don't know how we would get there. And they end up separated when the only difference between the, the, the two outcomes of separation or even rebuilding would be to say, you know what, I do. Let's figure out how we work towards a new model of being. Let's figure out how we find a third option. One of the clear paradigm stick points is that people see one of two choices. One is to stay in a marriage and be miserable. I have never been a proponent of that. I have been a proponent of staying in a marriage and working through the difficult times, but I'm not for staying in a marriage and being miserable. But then others see the other option as leaving the marriage and finding happiness. And the false side of that is believing that just by leaving the marriage, there's happiness to be found. Sometimes people leave a marriage only to discover that it wasn't the marriage after all, that it wasn't, the misery wasn't by the marriage. The marriage was just part of a bigger cycle. And what we miss in that formulation is the third option. A third option is to build a marriage that both people would treasure and protect because it's full of love and respect. And I'm always for that third option. But sometimes people get so hopeless that they forget the third option. So what's a better response than those reactions? Well, the first one is to acknowledge and examine the negativity. To be able to say to somebody, I get it. I get why you don't see a possibility. Let's talk some about why you don't. And to have that conversation with yourself. Why do you feel the negativity? To get to the roots of it and to recognize that you might be playing some old tapes from somewhere else that have nothing to do with the current situation. That your friends and family might be playing old tapes that have nothing to do with you, but their fears about what might happen. That your spouse might be playing those tapes and to be able to just acknowledge the negativity, just to say, I get it. I see that we're at a tough spot. Let's talk about why we're there and how that feels. So the first is to acknowledge and examine. The second is for you to release those thoughts. Remember, a thought is just a thought. I've talked about this many times in training. The thought is just a thought, but it makes us feel a certain way. And so if we're feeling negative, it's important to say, what am I thinking about that's got me there? And to recognize that's a thought. It's not necessarily reality. So I'm going to let that go. I'm always in favor of us looking for the place of distinguishing between what we can control and what we cannot control. And what we can't control, we release. And some of that is the negativity that comes our way from a spouse, from friends, and from family. And even some of the places where we might feel negativity in ourselves, we can't just get rid of it, but we can decide to release all the thoughts about that and 
and release our capacity to try to control that, recognizing that we, we, we just can't. The third is to reorganize. Sometimes that negativity is telling you that your plan's not quite on target. And so it's a time to reorganize and say, okay, obviously I'm pushing too hard or obviously I'm, I'm creating uh, too much pressure for my spouse. Obviously I'm pushing my agenda too hard and it's a good chance to reorganize. Maybe you need to find some friends who can be supportive. That doesn't mean you get rid of the friends who are trying to protect you and the family members that are trying to protect you, but you might want to find some better places to do that, to reorganize around that negativity. And the fourth thing is to make your plan and stick to it. It's one of the most crucial pieces of the process is to make that plan and stick to it. Part of what I've done in my process, my Save the Marriage system, and also in my VIP virtual coaching program is to create a frame where people have a chance to, to, to think through a better model. My system is based on telling you the better way for a marriage to be, of showing you the path of how a marriage could and should be. It gives you the tools to equip yourself to move against the negativity because you now have a new model. You now recognize where the threat's coming from, where the fears are coming from, and you have a new model of moving in that direction. When I'm working with, with my clients, either coaching clients or the VIP virtual coaching clients, we work on creating a space to, to hold that, that negativity and not get caught up in it. In fact, one of the things I provide for the VIP uh, virtual coaching members is a place to share their story together with others who are in the same place, that are struggling in the same way, so they don't have to take it to their friends and they don't have to take it to their family members and they can find a place where people are willing to listen and know of another way. They may not be there yet, but they know of a better way to get there. And then in the VIP program and with my coaching clients, I work hard to make sure their plan is on target because I know if you have your plan, you have your roadmap. You have your process. If you're stuck, I would love to invite you to grab the Save the Marriage system. If you do try that, if you try my system, you'll see that I also offer you a trial, a week free of the virtual coaching. If you go ahead and sign up for it, you get a week free to see what that's like. If you've already got my system, contact me and let me know. Let's talk about how we get you into the VIP program so that you continue to find a place where you can avoid that negativity, not get sucked into it. If you choose not to, to grab my system, not to join the program, that's great. But remember this one key point. You don't have to catch the negativity. You don't have to catch the virus that's infected them. You can decide to continue your plan to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.